Oh, me and sorry, I am. This is Joel Saunders. And I'm Matt Nussbaum. And this is The Drive Home. Well, guys, we got back-to-back episodes with us. Let's give that round. That did a round of applause. We're hot. We're hot, everybody. We're hot. We're hot and we're rolling. Sure. We are rocking and rolling. Thanks for tuning in. Um, as you can tell by the title of the episode today, we are talking about the new Jordan Peele summer blockbuster, Nope. Nope. I really... Do you guys like the name of this movie? Yeah. You do? Oh, me. Do yeah. you like the name of this movie? It works. It works. I like, I like the simplicity the of all of these titles together. Yeah. Uh-huh. Get out us. I just yeah. like how they're bad for searching online, but they're they're just good titles. It's it's maybe. gonna be like a sentence, like the sixth movie. Yeah, maybe more the sentence. Yeah. You think he's making it together? together? How at this point? Yeah. How? I don't know. But maybe Scorsese has that too. Let's try to film. What is this film? No, that's too massive. Ooh, who's like? <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of directors where. It can where you can sentence. use the titles of their movies to make a sentence. Yeah. There's. If right, if anyone can come up with one, please. Jackie Brown, and the Hateful Eight, with Pulp Fiction, yeah. and Inglorious Bastards. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Featuring Django Unchained. We've got a, uh, clearly, we've got everyone uh, really firing on all cylinders today. Um, you know, this was a big one, dude. This was a big one. I mean, Us was huge. Obviously, Get Out was massive and put, you know, Peel on the, on the radar as a director, you know. But this one, I feel like, had a different kind of level of, of energy behind it. We've also had such a lull as well. Right. Exactly. Came at the right time in theaters. I mean, like, what, what, is out, what else is out in theaters right now that I really want to see? You know what I mean? I mean, you know, if you, if you wanted to have seen, like, Elvis or, you know, the Black Phone, or you would have already seen it, right? Like, and I guess we got Bullet Train coming up. But right now, just Nope. Nope's kind of running with it. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe rightfully so maybe not i mean the movie's making it's making money right i believe it's making money yeah it's making a lot of money great money but yeah also this i accidentally saw this in imax but i'm i'm really glad that i did because you it was still open imax i did i did they have that. imax in portland maine wow <laughs> yeah me too imax with lasers or just regular imax just regular imax there's I lasers IMAX lasers what the hell is that dude i don't know man but like the amc that i was seen in at it was like the IMAX, it says, it's not just IMAX, IMAX with lasers. The IMAX itself, not good enough, right? You're not selling enough tickets. But if you add the lasers, now you're putting asses in seats. There you go. I'm pretty sure there's only like 13 or so like real IMAX theaters. And then the rest of them are just basically big screens. Like that's kind of the like conspiracy. Or is it an IMAX. actual IMAX theater or is it? Oh, this was just, no, this was just a big screen. <laughs> But it was good on the big screen? Yeah, I mean, it was intended for IMAX. This is the first horror I think that was ever shot with IMAX cameras. So it was definitely a good surprise that I had to like stumble into this theater. Um, but it just added to this, the spectacle of it. A word will probably say a bunch, but, yeah, probably, um, but... It, it really felt like a blockbuster in that way. You know, I can't remember a movie that I saw in IMAX or in 3D where I was like, yeah, really yeah. happy I saw that. 
You know what? I take that back, actually. Avatar. I saw Avatar in IMAX. Yeah. Uh, you know, like 11 or whatever. And that like blew my fucking mind. That, yeah, that blew my mind. Um, but I, I saw, like, for the trailers for this movie, I saw that they are, uh, what, re remaking, remastering Jaws for 3D. Mm. They're putting Jaws in 3D. That... The, uh, I don't, I don't understand how you're going to retroactively make a movie. Isn't that, a movie? Isn't that the third movie, Jaws 3D? Yeah, but yeah. they already made a 3D Jaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're going to go back and make the original, where the entire point of the movie, part of the reason that the movie works is because your scary beast was, like, so bad that you couldn't show it. How yeah. the fuck are you going to make this movie 3D? <laughs> That's um, actually compelling. I have no idea. If it's at my IMAX theater, I might go see it. There you go. Maybe you should. <laughs> now that I know I have one. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should. Um, yeah, I did, I did not see Nope in, in IMAX, but I did get to see it in, in, a, in a kind of packed theater on like a Tuesday afternoon, like a Tuesday matinee, like one o'clock. Pretty packed theater. Yeah, I saw it on a Saturday. Um, I saw it on a Saturday midday in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> um it rained so my dad might have helped but it was packed literally not a seat available seriously yeah that's had on a sunday night there were plenty of seats available <laughs> it's also portland maine it's also portland maine <laughs> it's also columbus maryland columbus uh yeah, on a saturday though opening weekend right that's true yeah that's yeah. true but still you know I, I think it's you know i think this is a fun one to get people out to see you know Mm -hmm. um definitely a a a movie theater movie um you know for sure but uh you know why don't we get into it um you know if you haven't seen nope i would highly recommend you you stop listening and go watch it um because it's impossible to really talk about this movie without spoilers and the movie um you know should should be seen uh, unspoiled in my in my in my little opinion but if you have seen it you really don't care what I say, you know, keep on listening. Uh, Julie, you want to uh, tell the people what Nope is about? She was not ready for that. <laughs> I should have rewatched this today. I mean, it would have been fresh in my head. Um, yeah, so Nope is about um, brother and sister, OJ and Emeralds. Um, they both are a part of this um, horse training company um, in California. Their father is a horse trainer as well for motion pictures. He trains and handles horses. Um, mysteriously, he um, dies in the first two minutes of the movie. Well, actually, first there's a scene that I honestly thought was just a, a promo for Monkey Pop Productions. There's the scene, there's like the first Gordy's scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, kind of just like teases. You hear an overlay of like this... Um, 90s sitcom they're talking about a birthday party and then you just like kind of hear some mayhem and then you see a bloody chimp and i i really did think i was like that has nothing to do with the movie like why is this here i was like this is like a great monkey paw promo um no but that's that's part of the movie so that's how this movie starts out and then we get oj and his father um who there's mysterious um kind of windstorm that happens and a um nickel i think falls 
um, and, and kills Otis Sr., um, which starts out the movie. So we've got OJ handling these horses, taking him to a, um, what is it, commercial? Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's giving a commercial. Um, and here he's pretty much right off the bat talking about how to train animals and how to respect animals. And um, we meet a cinematographer there as well. Antlers Holst, I think is his name. Um, and then his sister Emerald comes along, very different personalities. She's very vibrant, played by Kiki Palmer. And then Daniel Kaluuya is OJ. Um, Kiki Palmer is supremely fun and outgoing and she's like marketing all of her businesses. And you can tell that he's just feeling like the stress of maintaining this company and keeping the range afloat. And um, what they inevitably have to do is they go and sell some of their horses as well to a neighboring um, like amusement park what is it necessary it's like a i call it a amusement park yeah it's like one of those old you know, theme park old yeah literally a theme park yeah i guess it's a theme park not an amusement park it's a theme park. yeah so um to kind of keep things afloat he's passing along these horses with the intent to get them back and, and buy them back from um what's his name jupe yeah yeah from jupiter's claim so um run by what is his name jupe jupe park which is played, who's played by Stephen Yun. Yep. Um, and Stephen Yun runs this park. He's got kind of a childhood actor catalog. He was in something that looked kind of like Holes. And um, he was in this 90s sitcom, Gordy's Home, with the chimpanzee as his best friend, where they first invented, so he says, they invented the exploding fist bump. Um, so he introduces them to the secret room where he has all this memorabilia from Gordy's home where he speaks like around this incident that happened that makes us understand that the <laughs> first scene was not a monkey paw promo but was actually related. Um, and instead of him actually going into the whole scenario of what happened, he just directs people to an SNL sketch with um, Chris Kattan which I thought was pretty funny. Um, and then from there, we do see though that he was actually like in the trauma. So this traumatic scene happens a little bit later on in the movie. Um, every time I go into a, a plot summary, I just like describe way too much of what's happening. I would love the Wikipedia aspect. To be honest, that's seen, seen it the most recently, so he should have. <laughs> I just go into like every single bit. So, I mean, from there we get um, to meet as well Angel who works at an electronics store. They see something kind of like mysterious in the sky. Um, a few mysterious things start happening and they think, ooh, aliens. And they think that this is something that they could maybe profit off of. Nobody's gotten like a really good shot of a UFO. Um, so Emerald and OJ think, oh, this is probably a great way to save the farm, to save the ranch, let's get a photo. Um, so they get a surveillance system set up. And then from there, they are trying to capture a shot and some more mysterious stuff happens. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I don't know, that's probably like a good intro to the actual plot. And then we can maybe go into some spoilers. Yeah, certainly, certainly is. Um, there's a lot going on in this movie. Um, and it 
feels big and it looks big. I mean, the thing that stood out to me while I'm watching and I'm still thinking about it is like the actual craft behind this movie. And it's, you know, it's not a movie about, it's a movie about Hollywood in a way, right? I mean, like, yeah, definitely. you know, OJ, OJ and, and, and Emerald, and, you know, they work in Hollywood. And their right? grand, like great, 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 great grandfather is like technically should have been Hollywood. Yeah, right. He was like the first. Yeah. And so it's, 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 it's interesting because it's this like overlooked group of people in Hollywood that make, you know, movies, at least they used to be so important to, you know, getting things made in Hollywood. And so it looks so cool. And I mean, like the, 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 the actual, the cinematography, what's his name? Um, uh, Hoyt Van Hoytma. Yeah. Is unbelievable. Right. I mean, like the, like the Tenet, he did Interstellar. He's got like a great catalog. And he, and, and another just really, really, really phenomenal, phenomenally shot movie. I mean, it looks, it looks great. And the scores is, is really, it sounds old. good. it's old school, you know, and it's just like the actual craft at play here is really good. And mm-hmm. it like, it, it feels like it, it felt really cool for like a summer blockbuster to not be, you know, Avengers. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Marvel. Like it was something unique, interesting, no IP attached to it. It's very, who like, we're at, it's back when the, mid 80s 70s 90s maybe early thousands but like it felt different it felt unique it was like i I didn't know what was going on this movie going like going into it i'm not that dumb i understood it as the movie went on but um it it was very interesting because it's like i had no idea what this was going to be about and i'm very excited to see what happens and like you have and again these are not just like unknown actors you have an oscar winner Mm -hmm. an uh, oscar nominated like uh oscar nominee you had Kiki Palma, who was a star in herself. Like it, it was a very stacked cast, yeah. and they're able to like push this movie forward. Like I'm, I'll be honest. Like I didn't love this movie. I don't think this is the best movie ever made. No, I, I was, I was not like this is not my favorite movie ever. But I will tell you, it's very, very well made. It's very well crafted. The ideas are definitely. It's also like the themes and ideas are unique in the sense of like you don't like. I would say the main theme is like how we commercialize strategy tragedies how it's how it's just never like that's something you don't like a summer blockbuster is not talking about it's like bang 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 actions good guys win bad guys bad guys lose and this one was a little bit more intricate and a little bit more sophisticated than your typical uh summer blockbuster did you guys watch i know you guys are like typically anti-trailer so no, much who, who's, who's, like who's, who's we? No, he is. I'm not. I love. I love watching trailers. <laughs> oh, yeah. you've definitely been like, no, I'm not watching that. I want to see it with fresh eyes. But no, I've never said that. The no, one movie is Broker. <laughs> That's it. I want to watch the new Coriander movie. Wait, no, short. But everything else, I watch okay. the trailer for it. Yeah, sure. Podcast use lies. No, I don't go out of my way to watch a trailer, but I will watch it if it's. I know, but did you watch YouTube. this trailer? Did you watch no. this trailer? No, I also did not see this trailer. Mm, okay. Actually, I did not know that it was an alien movie. And yeah, I knew that I. Anyway, so, I had no had idea. Very different expectations than I think most people, because even the title, like, nope, not of an or like not of a not of planet earth i think yeah is- that's what somebody these that theories came up with yeah i did yeah. see that YouTube and the video. trailer has like a lot of alien imagery like it it feels very it's pointing towards aliens so you're like waiting for aliens the whole time 
So I think like the weaponization of trailer expectations was something really interesting with this movie. Because I I was also like, oh, I, don't, I actually have no idea what's happening. Like as soon as we get one alien scare and then that's a fake out, I was like, okay, what is this actually about? That um, alien scare. That alien scare was terrifying. So like in the, in the, in the barn? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it so was, that, it, this was like first bit into thinking like, oh, okay, great. I'm going to capture this shot of these aliens. Yeah. And these creepy aliens come out in the barn. Like one comes out creepy creepy movements that also kind of reminded me of us like of the tethered movements very it's very sketchy and then another one comes out and he takes a picture and he's like nope 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 not about it but that one then and then you so you find out that they're just kids they're just steven yun's kids just like putting on these costumes trying to like prank him or i guess they were like threatening him but that was terrifying i was like if this is the movie like fuck these guys i hate them <laughs> agree it was like my favorite scene in the movie yeah yeah, so funny and subverts everything you think and it like we're ratcheting up tension yeah. just to let it out but in a good way you know a lot of movies will ratchet up tension and i feel like you know it leaks out and you lose some of the tension and then so when the climax comes you lose it here's mm -hmm. like peel is is purposefully creating this situation where any, everyone's on the edge of their seat mm -hmm. and it's just a bunch of kids like fucking around but it's still they're still aliens right and it's still yeah. this is what we're waiting for yeah, it's what we're expecting. Yeah, um, it was really smart and it's really good. Um, I, I think like, especially like considering the chat we had about Rosemary's Baby, like those movies are really good at building tension. Like that was what we mostly talked about, how it wasn't really scary. There's only like one creepy scene, mm -hmm. but it's just like the slow burn and slow build of so much tension that makes you so uncomfortable, which I think like he does that well in all three of these movies. Like none of them are necessarily very scary. There's like parts that are super bad, but like, or like uncomfortable, but it's mostly just that there's so much tension built up that you're like anticipating something horrible happening. Right. And that just, I think makes them like really effective in that way. I agree. Yeah. And, and with the alien aspect, I thought, so I think the parts of the trailer or like the parts of the film I saw before actually watching it is when they're at when the alien scene at the end where it's like everyone watching it together and you see his co-star mm. with her face like it goes up like her her mauled face i thought it was going to be something along those lines like she's yeah. alien like well that's that's not in that sense but like mm -hmm. so, something amongst that but then it was like oh nope it's gonna it's like a, literally a ufo up in the sky so yeah um, it's huh it's not a ufo that's not, no, not a ufo but like you know what i mean <laughs> uh but yeah, it was, it's, yeah, you're right. It wasn't super scary, but it definitely was chilling at times, which I think I described as maybe I would say us, which I took the time out of my life to watch that Mr. Uh, Matthew Nussbaum did not, but that's besides the point. Uh, it was the same way. It was like, there's some jump scares, some scary aspects, but it was like, it was just like. That one also started like pretty like spoiler alert ish like that one starts pretty early oh i didn't like, expect oh. it to i didn't expect yeah. that shit to happen so quickly you're like oh shit they're here right now and i was yeah kind of like when that happened and no nope, I, like, I was like oh my god they're already here like this is i was like what crazy. the hell's happened like how how quick is then the movies are two hours long i'm like okay what yeah. are we doing for the next how hour we, and a half yeah how are we gonna get yeah. to the end here um but i think he sets the pace well like i thought with us especially it moved fast and it was entertaining. Like it was, it was, it was, it was a good movie. It was a good fast paced movie. Nope. At times I felt like it lulled a bit. Um, I thought the cinematographer, like the actual actor 
like the two non like at that the more the the Haywards siblings yeah. right yeah they if it was just about those two honestly I don't think it would make a difference like I think the other two cast members like I forgot their names already I watched a couple oh of yeah Angel is played by Brandon Angel Farrell. yeah he's also he's in the OA so I, I literally just told okay. you guys to watch the oh, OA really? <laughs> but he's he's really really good in that too so I was a little bit like I was I was in with his character and I think he did provide some good like comic relief as well um yeah but like I'm just like Jan, I think as well yeah I, I thought that I thought just Kiki and Daniel were phenomenal mm-hmm. and they didn't need the other two the other two could have just been like here like come and go like didn't have to be part of this mission because they didn't for me they didn't add anything substantial I wasn't laughing at uh Angel's Angel's points and I also thought the ending where spoiler but the cinematographer like ruins their grand scheme looking at the last I was like come on now this I feel like this is a that was a easy out right there yeah, but I think that also just like compounds the whole TMZ like thing as well and is a good foil to the TMZ guy. Because So when they are getting their final shot, I mean, well, we have to dive into like a little more of the plot, but when they're getting their final shot, he's already gotten it and then he gets greedy and he's like, oh, okay, but the light is perfect. So I need to get a better shot. And I think he's like this respected cinematographer and he still dies for this, this like dumb spectacle like this hunt for a spectacle and the same with the tmz guy who's like low like a low class version of uh entertainment like he's he's not a high he's not a high um high valued cinematographer but he also like greedily dies for the shot um so i think it's like a good foil for both of those yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i'd like to describe weirdly but i didn't really think about it that way um but that does that does make a lot of sense i mean my you know um you know i thought the movie was was fine i i really didn't i really didn't uh love the movie um i think that a lot of my my hesitation and and and, you know inability to kind of like get with nope is 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 unfair um and you know i so i have i haven't seen us uh, but I have seen Get Out, and we'll we'll get into it a little, you know, into a little later. We can kind of talk about how this kind of fits into into Peel's, you know, growing catalog. But I just felt that this one was pretty um, surface level, um, and it's and it's not a reaction that I see a lot of people having, and that's good. And I'm glad that I just like I just missed it. Um, I just didn't I didn't think that the movie really the 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 themes that it's trying to touch on and write like this 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 critique of 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 you know making you know everything a spectacle you know you know f- fucking like rubbernecking you know what i mean of just like looking at things right like this uh, this obsession uh with you know exploiting or you know whatever whatever you want to call it um I didn't, think it, I, didn't, I didn't think it really talked a whole lot about it, man. I think it's a lot of like people looking at, reading into it and people like trying to ascribe things to it. Whereas the movie itself, I didn't really think the movie said a whole lot about it. I know, I think, I think, you know, for example, for example, we have the whole Gordy's house situation, right? Which, you know, Jewel, you talked about, and, you know, we have this opening shot, which is awesome. Really, really cool. Setting the scene in this weird, creepy, you know, deadly sitcom stage. It's cool. And then we we have, you know, this this character of Jupe 
kind of linking in the tale of, of, of Gordy with the tale of, you know, our, our main characters here and this, and this alien. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, Peel's trying to draw a comparison, right, between the two in that, you know, these, these, these things, these, these things can't be, can't be tamed or controlled, right? Like they're trying to, you know, they're treating a monkey like a normal person on set, you know, like they're exploiting this monkey for the show. And now here we have them or the same character, Jupe, doing the same thing, right? Like trying to exploit, especially with the with, was this the Star Lasso? Is that what it's called, right? Um, mm-hmm. The Star Lasso yeah. experience is where mm-hmm. everyone dies. Um, and, Dude, what the hell? What? I'm just kidding. And they try and connect the two. You know what I mean? So we have this Jupe character who was, you know, who was there with Gordy, you know, and he didn't die. Gordy didn't kill him, so he's like, all right, cool, like now I'm going to exploit this other animal, right? Because, and I just, the link there just didn't work for me. I just, I didn't, I didn't see how- Why, why didn't it work for you? How like the Gordy, the tangle- and everything else? Yeah, like, like, like I understand how it connects, but, but to me, it just wasn't really, it wasn't really saying a whole lot, you know? Mm-hmm. To me, the value of the whole Gordy plot was that was like the coolest and creepiest thing that happened in the whole movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this- yeah. Later on in the movie, like halfway through, that's a extended version of the first scene, right? Like where you actually see what happened on the episode and you watch, you know, the chimp kind of go nuts. That was awesome. That was like a really cool scene. Like mm-hmm. the, the Gordy scenes were, were compelling yeah. and kind of creepy and scary and also like just, just really cool. And, you know, the shot, you know, at the end of that scene when, you know, the childhood version of Jupe you know, is, is trying to give the monkey a little fist bump. And then, you know, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't happen. Right. Like that was cool. That's a really cool scene. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was compelling. Yeah. And that's terrifying. That's something that's happened like in real life as well. In real life. That's what I'm saying. It it was like anchoring this supernatural tale in like something a little more grounded. And I just didn't think that that connection was, was fully made. So it just felt, it felt, you know, hollow. And I think it, it left the whole film kind of feeling as if it was a little, a little hollow. And maybe that's just because I just didn't, it didn't click for me. And so, you know, say what you will, and that's fine. You know, you can, you can argue that that means the movie was a little less, uh, you know. No, I thought when I left as well, like when I left the theater, I think I was comparing it in my mind too, to like something like Arrival, where I was like, okay, you know why they're here? Like, you know why this why these aliens are here it like ties back into the broader story of why like she's interacting with them and yeah that I think like makes it so compelling whereas this one I was like okay what did that have to do with anything like why was he here and I felt that leaving the theater I was like okay but what did that story even have to do with anything besides creep me out right but the more that I thought about it I think I do really like the parallel between how um, OJ like trains his horses and like respects the the wild animal that this supposed UFO is and in comparison to how Juke like exploits it yep. um, for profit as well and like to deal with his trauma in a way too so like we have that Gordy's home scene and we get like a glimpse of his bloody face as a, as a kid like hiding under a table we get a glimpse of it and then we don't see it until later mm-hmm. and then that whole scene like a balloon pops and then like that makes him go crazy right. and kill like 
a bunch of the cast, it seems like, and then the name, this other woman. Uh Um, And the reason that it doesn't get dupe is I, I can't really tell if it's because there was like a tablecloth in front of him where he was like not looking him in the eyes directly, or if he was looking at that shoe that that was stood up right. So like either way, he thinks like, oh, I can tame this animal or like I have a relationship with this wild animal just because it doesn't attack him. But I think it's like something else other than that. But he just, I, I, I like that's um, I like, in a different way as well. Yeah, I feel like that's a good theory, but it's also like kind of reaching. I'm not saying you are reaching, but it's like, it's like, I'm not saying movies are like supposed to be in your face. Like, here you go. But like, it shouldn't be like, oh, like, because the, actually, the more I think about it, you kind of, it kind of makes more sense. So yeah, well, how's that reaching? I think it makes a ton of sense. But hey, <laughs> what you I, I don't like well, that. Right there. What you're saying though, I think, is a lot of my my you know my my gripe with the movie in that it, I think for me and I'm not. Like, I don't love like I think I think I'm smart enough that I don't need to look up after the movie what what it's about. But I said I have to look it up. Like okay, yeah, a review or two helps. I was like okay, yeah, this this makes it a little more clear. Actually, I was looking up the the. I was looking up us today. Like actually, I was a little distracted. I apologize because I was looking up the themes of us. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it makes sense. Like the Well, that's, I think people were searching like for broader themes because when you leave get out, you're like, oh, okay. There's also like I think theme. you have knowing Peel's work, like yeah, you with, expect those themes. Exactly. Right. But it's but like with get out, it's so in your face. It's in, it's your, so yeah, in your face. So like yeah. With the other movies, like with us, like. I see it now after reading upon it, but it wasn't like the first thing that went to my head yeah. when it, while watching it. And then with, nope, it's just like, but with yeah, this- it's there, but it's not, it's not the most, I think it's like, I feel like these later two movies are more about the film making rather than the yeah. messaging and the themes. While Get Out was very theme focused. Let me, let me make my mark on this, this genre. Yeah. I think also like appreciating this movie as like a monster movie more so than like some great thematic, Yes. Because I've seen some people, like, I was just, like, waiting to listen to, like, some NPR podcast that was, like, this is about climate change or, like, something annoying. And I was, like, waiting for those theme um, conspiracies to, like, come along. But I think appreciating it more so for, like, like like we've said, like, the exploitation of tragedy and trauma for profit and for, like, I guess, um, prosperity as well, like, Mm -hmm. some sort of, like, cinematic prosperity i think is really interesting but it's also just like it's like jaws like it's like a monster movie right too and i think like people are maybe attributing too much to it or they're like expecting too much for it yeah. as well and treat like they don't really get that out of jaws like no, of course treat that as a, as a I, I love that i love that because i think you know i was watching i forget who i was watching some some youtube review of nope i forget whose it was and they talked a lot about you know the impact that grief has on the movie, right? And like, you know, Jupe is exploring his grief from the traumatic event that happened to him as a child on the sitcom in one way, right? And OJ is dealing with the death of his father in a different way. And, you know, Emerald is doing it in a different way. And then Emerald is trying to overcome like the whole thing with her as a child, not being able to train Jean Jacket. And now, you know, they name it Jean Jacket. So she has the opportunity to. And I think there are all these themes and things that you can do, but I didn't feel any of that watching the movie. Whereas mm-hmm. what I did feel watching the movie, and you know, what I thought the best part about the movie is, it's a cool monster movie. It's it's a, yeah. it's a pretty solid, cool alien movie. It is, and I feel like trying to like attribute this more, this greater meaning to it, it it devalues that 
that aspect of the movie. And, you know, it's, it's a Jordan Peele movie. So of course it's going to have those themes. And of course, like, it's not just an alien movie, which is, you know, so yeah. I don't blame anyone for prescribing any sort of meaning or, or overarching theme to it, because I'm sure there was meant to be, and that's supposed to be there. And I just missed it. But I think if you- well, I, don't even think, I don't think you missed it. I think it's just, it's not as aggressive as some people want it to be. Like right. it's, pretty, it's pretty steadfast. Like once you do connect those, like he was exploiting them for profit. So he, start, he gets um, duped, starts up this experience where everybody goes and watches the UFO yep. and then they- It's not a UFO. Come on well, now, you corrected me. UFO at that point. He thinks it's a UFO. They don't recognize, this is another instance of him not recognizing that it's a wild animal. And, and then, so he gets everybody sucked up into it once they realize that it is an animal that's just eating people, which that was also the most terrifying scene. Like the Gordy's home stuff was super scary, but the scene where they're like sucked up and it's like a bounty house. Shot. Yeah. <laughs> that was a horrifying. And you just hear everybody screaming, getting like, <sighs> that was, that was so scary. Yeah. Um, I also think the sound design in this and like the sound mixing was super impressive, awesome. especially as every electronic like powers down and like all of the power goes out wherever they are like the, mm. the visuals of that going out and the sound especially when there's like that one song so I, I wear my sunglasses at night that was like supremely I don't know compelling yeah. um, and scary that just made it so much scarier yeah but then so you have um emerald who recognizes that it is a wild animal like pretty early on mm -hmm. and that's something that you can train and <clears throat> what I kind of don't like is that like it gets mad at them like they know that it's mad at them <laughs> and then it like spits all over their house basically or like pukes mm -hmm. all over at their house which is also really a scary scene um so but after that it's like they realize oh don't look up at it and then don't look up I could not up, it's so funny because I literally could not stop thinking about don't look up during yeah that. what a good title that could have been um and then so that's like a way to to respect it in a way is like yeah. okay we're not gonna look at it and intimidate it and um that so he understands like ways because he's training all these horses like he's understanding how to respect the wild animal right for what it is mm -hmm. um and he just like straight up trains it basically at the end once they're trying to get the shot and they set up all the the bouncy which was um, a really fun scene yeah. that was that yeah. was like a and again, like, I think it's just like a, it's, it's, it's a little more basic and it's a little more formulaic, yeah. but it's like, here are the players. They make a wacky plan. Yeah. They have, they have like little, um, I right. like, the, like little monopoly pieces as well. And exactly. like, like that was fun. And they do that. And that's nothing revolutionary. You know what I mean? They've got yeah. a crazy plan and they follow the plan and things don't go just as they're supposed to. And it, you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's pretty basic and it's effective and it's fun and it's cool. Yeah. Just, you know, it's Right. It has to be that much exactly. Fun. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that intricate. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Arrival, and I think that's like, you know, for me, like if you think of like any Alien movie, I mean, that's like the 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 the, the creme de la creme. You know, I mean, I don't think yeah. there's ever going to be a better Alien movie than that movie. Uh, Alien, buddy. Okay, I mean Arrival, buddy. It's, yeah, Arrival is just so like unique though. Magical. Like, yeah, so but so it's like there's that's an Alien movie. Boring. I think there's like boring. Arrival is boring. No, you're so wrong. Is that okay. what you said? No, it's, okay. Do you not like Arrival? Oh it's, it's, it's a fine movie. 
a rock. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> That's a wild take. Gosh, we've talked about it. It's like, what, what did, what's this I reaction? Forgot. I, I, I simply forgot that you were like a, a, a wow. My mind is blown and my, 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 my uh, thought process has been totally just thrown off. <laughs> you like I shook just, him up and you got me angry. This movie is, but like, so Arrival has this meaning, right? And it's yeah. like, it's, it's clear and it's obvious, right? And it's yeah. great. And it works for that movie. But this think, movie yeah. doesn't need that. This movie is mm-hmm. like, you know, at its best and at its core, to me, it's just an alien movie. And it's a, and it's a fine one. It's not, you know what I mean? Again, I don't think it's it, it was anything really, really special, but it was good. It was a fine alien movie. And I just think that like, I think it's also like our expectations too. Like yes. when we watch a movie like Arrival, it's got kind of like a mystery thriller element that they're building yeah. to the whole time and like building that tension up towards and that they satisfy yeah. in a really great way. And then with this one, we're like waiting for that extra like mystery element to be solved. And it's like, it, it isn't solved. It's just, he's just Never like, he's just- is a cowboy at the end? And like, they defeat the monster, like and good on him. <laughs> right, he's there. What, 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 why, how it doesn't, the movie doesn't care to answer those questions, yeah. which I think is a great. It's it's it a really, the shark. It's like it's good. That's, yep. that's all yep. we need. <laughs> it's a good thing, and I like that. You know what I mean? It shows a lot of faith in your in your screenplay and in your vision. And like I think it's one of the strengths of Peel as a director. You know what I mean? Is not mm-hmm. even though Get Out is so over your head, in your face. Let me just beat you with my message. <laughs> it works really well. You know what yeah. I mean? Because that's part of it. Is that like it's treating the viewer so that you're so dumb you know what I mean like yeah because it's so obvious how do you not see this whereas I think in this movie you know there's a lot of trust to just say like fuck it I'm not gonna ex- like I don't need to explain any of it because that's not what it's about yeah. right yeah like the but world building what- too is not that like I think the world building in us I had so many questions about it like I had so many unanswered questions about us that he just doesn't answer and like doesn't care to answer and it's fine but it still bothers me a little bit whereas like with this the world was built like I don't really care why the why the alien is there or why the monster is there. Right. Um, I'm not like questioning it that much. And it's also yeah. like you're not it's questioning not- most horror. Or, yeah, like, that's true. Action movies, yeah. Like, and then people have like he's even says like it's a very love letter to movie making. Mm-hmm. It's like love letter and like references to Jaws and other summer blockbusters. Like, I think at the end of the day, you don't always question every movie like okay I, I, I haven't like seen Jaws in football like other like Day After Tomorrow like the actual like crazy don't, ass don't you dare say a bad word about the Day After Tomorrow I haven't seen it either um, but it's like it's like we, you don't always question every movie like sure a drama you're gonna have to question the world if it's interesting okay already so sorry if I'm fiddling with my mic no me don't um, Nuss is, is like changing screens. His face is like different. No, we can. Yeah, he's not even focused. Um, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm scorched earth now. Scorched earth, I mean. But yeah, but it's like I think I think we hold Peel to a standard because of his prior films. Mm-hmm. That it's like that it all makes sense all the time. So I think that's. Uh, I agree. Sh- Should have followed him all the time. Right. And I think that's, you know, that's like a tough thing as you like start to, to grow and, and kind of beef up a filmography and especially one with like such high acclaim right from the start. And like not only like high acclaim from the start, but like Get Out was 
huge, right? Like absolutely huge for a debut, right? Like a lot of the times these, these directors, you know what I mean? Like you think of like the really big directors, their first movie, while like it might in hindsight be like critically, you know, it might be a darling, people love it. Like people have all seen it. How many people like saw it right when it came out and it was right, it blew up. And then that director just stayed putting out big things. That's a tough, that's a tough thing to kind of deal with, right? And, and it's a tough, it's a tough path to navigate. And so I think it's, you know. It's tough to keep the hype up as well. And I think right. he's like three for three. Like they're both, they're all critically acclaimed. And I think they all are successful in their own ways. Yeah. But they're all, and I think they're all like very unique. Are they? Well. Like none of them really, yeah, they're, they're different genres of horror. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Now, no, me, now that you've seen them all, like, what do you think? Right. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. I think they're very different. They're like, there are definitely some overlaps in like in the styling of the films of like the script, which is because it's stop person style at that point. But the themes, the stories are definitely all very unique and like very tailored to each film. And I think. Intense in different ways. It's also, yeah, very intense in different ways. I think the pacing's similar, I would say for all three films. Mm -hmm. I saw Get Out like two years ago at this point. So like my recollection of how it's paced is different, but I think you can also see throughout the three films how like the filmmaking has gotten better like mm. get out some more of a budget ish movie us is like okay we have we just had a great first film we have the money here and then the third film's like do whatever the fuck you want here's all this money yeah. and and execute yeah. on yeah. it which you did so yeah get out was filmed in alabama I think. yeah it was and, like, it was yeah but then yeah. but he made sure to make it seem like it was like a new england or upstate new york yeah uh, so so we can like emphasize that the south is not the only people like like why people in the north are just as bad as people in the south yeah. i don't know man i just you know peels up clearly like a like a fresh and and you know one of if not the most exciting you know young director putting out shit right now and i think that's great you know what i mean like even if this movie to me like was not doesn't even touch get out um i don't think that's a bad thing because it's just not for me i don't think it's a bad movie by any means and i think you know a lot of people are really loving the movie and i think that's really cool too um you know uh, to 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 each their own but i I still i want to see us i'll see us definitely at some point um and i am Mm -hmm. i am interested to kind of see this like that like kind of evolution see because because this movie and get out feel like i can see other from the same director but mm-hmm. there's clearly like a gap there. So I'm mm-hmm. interested to see if us kind of fills that gap or if it doesn't, I, I doubt it does, but I, you know, I would, I would. It's, just, it's very different from both of these. Yeah. I think it's like, it feels a lot different to me. Yeah. It's also, I mean, it's also just creepier. I just remember watching it in the theaters and being a lot more creeped out. <laughs> okay. Love One thing I like about Jordan Peele too, is that, and like we talked about this last week, like, you can definitely see the influences that he brings to his movies. And like you touched on it a little bit with this one too. Like you can tell that he's a fan of horror movies and just movies in general. And it shows up in these references and like homages, like you can feel them pretty clearly. And it's like, it feels, um, it, it, he just presents them in like very new and fun ways, but you can tell he's just a fan of movies, which is always what you want in your direction. Always, always. And it's just, you know, say what you want. Also, I mean, like, you know, we haven't really talked, I mean, we, we mentioned it's a great cast and they all do a great job. Like, 
just the art behind this movie is really good. Um, yeah. Kaluuya is so, I mean, Kiki Palmer is definitely like scene stealing, but Kaluuya in Get Out and in this, like he just ex- like expresses so much in his eyes that you can just, you feel so much of what he's feeling just based off of his eyes alone. Like he's, he's so talented. I couldn't, couldn't agree more. I mean, it's just, you know, just, just good. You know, it was just, again, the craft behind the movie, I thought kind of, you know, exceeded what was on the screen. Um, but that's, you know, not, not in a terrible way. I don't know. No. Everyone should see it. I mean, it's totally worth a watch. Like, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a great, you know, trying to like loop back to where we, where we started to like wrap up. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful summer blockbuster, right? Like, regardless of your thoughts on the movie, whether you liked it or not, it's a refreshing, but it's still big. Like the movie is big. It's not like a little indie summer blockbuster. You know what I mean? Like someone trying to get too cute with it. I mean, there's some action. It's great. Like the final. He uses all of its resources. Yes. It's great. Exactly. Exciting. That's a good word. It's like, it's like Omid said earlier, like the pacing is, the pacing is really good. You know, or, or I mean, you said it's, it lulls. I don't think it lulls. I mean, I think the movie as a whole doesn't really reach any great heights, but I do think it was paced really well. Um, and I just think, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun summer blockbuster that isn't just, you know. Avengers IP. Avengers or IP, you know, I mean, I guess, I guess like what the first, I guess like Top Gun is still probably going to win like blockbuster of this mm-hmm. year, you know. Yeah. Um, but, what? Just as deserved. Sure, but <laughs> nope, it's, it's cool and it's really yeah. cool that a movie like this is made and that he's like fuck in 2022, especially with it, the releasing it at the end of, J- of July. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what I want it out. It's like especially with like the HBO Max shit to, like happening recently. Oh. It's just like what what new shit will ever come out? So let's let's get what we can get now. Yeah, he's just refreshing, dude. He's 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 a refreshing voice, and I will you know watch things that he puts out because you know he's he has earned that clearly oh me do you have anything more to say about us or get out since you since you took the time to watch it yesterday get out no just because i haven't seen it in a couple of years mm-hmm. us you rewatch it yeah us? i watched it a couple of days ago it was so good i mean obviously us was did you like us more than get out yeah what what would you rank Get out one. Mm-hmm. I think us two because it's a little bit more exciting than nope. And then nope. Mm. Jewel, how would you rank them? I think I would rank nope too. Yeah. Just also in terms of like rewatchability. Like I thought about rewatching us all week and I was like, I don't want to hear her voice. And it's like yeah. <laughs> so much. And I was like, <sighs> Maybe I would rather rewatch Nope. Like, I think there's, there's, it's a fun viewing experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially because I was thinking about rewatching it in the theater <laughs> and I was like, oh, any excuse to see it again. But in the future, I think I'll probably want to rewatch that before yeah. I rewatch us. I think us is iconic though. Well, like, yeah. I got five on it. Yeah. Actually, I think they're tied for two because I think. Like I, you're right. I think Nope is more rewatchable. Yeah. I think it's a lot more things you can observe with it. There's things you can see. I think with us, the ending is like okay. Yeah, I have less sense. problems with Nope. Yeah, I have problems with us. It's like us. Also, 
Joel, do you think do you think it was a choice to not pick um, African American actors rather than just black actors for us, or you think that was just he just picked out a talent there because Lupita Nyong'o is not like she was important in America, and then uh, Duke is Trinidadian, and I, was, I thought maybe that was an intentional choice. I'm not 100 sure. I mean, I don't know. That's interesting, and and the key line of them also being like we're Americans. That's like and, when, and, when they ask, like, who who are you guys? So the and the reason That's the reason I say that is because I was watching it and then I, I was reading I was reading a theme, and Peel goes, yeah, the movie's about like American privilege, like it's about how like first world privilege, how you don't see like you don't when you're you're in this bubble, you don't say anything else. I won't I won't spoil it for Ness, but I don't know if that was intentionally chosen or it just chose two talented actors like yeah. that, but. She was also, I think she was like pretty robbed of an Oscar nom. Yes. Oh, when I know, I remember in 2019, that's what people were saying. You know, and I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll see. She, she should have been nominated. twice. Like, yeah, which, was, which I didn't even realize. <laughs> like, that's such a task. Even like um, Elizabeth Moss and Tim Heidecker, I think, do such a good job of playing themselves twice as well. I think she that's definitely watch it. So. She's the queen of the face. Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. 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 She's the queen of the distraught face. (gasps) (laughs) But she's. she's, I feel like she never done on TV. It's like a movie thing only. Yeah. Maybe she just had Handmaid's Tale. I don't watch that show. Well, that's. I'm living in it. (laughs) It's fic. It's fiction now. It's not fiction. (laughs) Anyways. Wow. They got cinema? Wow, that's crazy. Sorry, that was very, very political of me. Are you good? Yeah. They, they, okay. Yeah. Conversation, but that's yeah, yeah. Um, oh, they're changing the tax provisions. That makes sense. Wow, this is so AU of us. But, yeah, I mean, I, last just, you know, last parting thought for me, and Julie just kind of said it, like, I think the big thing for Nope, even though, like, I didn't love it, not a whole lot of flaws in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I just can't, I can like say, oh, you know, I didn't, I thought, you know, none of the themes really shown through. And I thought, you know, at the end of the day, like it was just a fine alien movie, but I can't point to anything and be like, I didn't like that. Like this didn't, you know, again, like the connection with Gordy, I thought was a little weak, but aside from that, like I really can't, can't pinpoint any issues. And I think that's a testament to Peel and his, you know, his directorial prowess, you know, to like, even on a movie that I didn't even like a whole lot, I can't pick it apart at all. Like, I can't yeah. be like, this would have made it better, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and not in a bad way. Not in like, a, this movie is so beyond repair, just in like, <laughs> movie. just didn't work for me. Um, but yeah, you know, nope, it's in theaters now. Um, I imagine it'll still be in theaters for at least a little bit. Um, definitely go check it out on the biggest screen you can. If you got IMAX, go. You got a real IMAX, definitely. <laughs> I wonder where the real IMAXs are. I I have Hmm. no idea. That's interesting. I just, I don't know. IMAX. (laughs) Better than 3D. Less gimmicky. Whatever. Um, You know, so we're we're reaching that point at the end of the summer now where we've got, you know, things are starting to ramp up now. We got a lot of, a lot of good releases coming out soon, right? We were talking, we were talking off air a little bit about some of the things we're, we're excited to catch, you know, obviously bullet train, uh, is coming out very soon. Bodies, bodies, bodies real soon. Uh, 
Marcel's been out for a little bit, at least here in New York. But, um, you know, what else, what else is coming out soon? Oh, the invitation is coming out. It is. At the end of August, which I, I really want to see as well. That's who's, it's who's that? Like, um, Thomas Doherty and oh, I can't remember her name. The girl that plays Missandei in Game of Thrones. And that's in like all the Fast and Furiouses. Um, that's, it's like kind of a vampire movie. It looks like Ready or Not in a way. And I just rewatched that. So good. Isn't Lightyear coming out too? I don't know came out. Lightyear came out like two months ago. And I think that says <laughs> something about how that movie did. Yeah. Also Lightyear. Do you remember that was on your most anticipated yeah. list? Nuss. <laughs> She's Didn't talking to you. It. Didn't even catch it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, and it's, and I would have watched it if I heard that the movie was really bad. I just heard that it was like the most forgettable movie that they've ever put out. You know, just like I can't even why even yeah. make this a movie. I was looking at, I was listening to our episode the other day of our most anticipated movies because like Nope was on there, Bullet Train was on there, Banshees of Inertia. A couple of things have gotten pushed entirely. Like we're not gonna see, but. Um, yeah, I, I was like struck by like Lightyear and Apollo ten and a half being on your list. <laughs> I was like movies that like we didn't even talk about. <laughs> I mean, we talked good about. though. Yeah, and and Men was on your list as well. Men. Did you, no, so did you ever see that? No, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I will catch it at some point, but I like have not. Spider Verse two not happening this year. Just a bummer. Don't even get me started. <laughs> but you know, we got a lot. Yeah, we got some good stuff coming. We got a lot in the pipe. Yeah, so like, you know, stay tuned. We don't know what will be next, but it will be some, you know. Of those. We'll, 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 we'll do a hit and miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of the of the new release. Just watch movies. Watch movies this next couple of weeks. Nuts, that goes for you as well. Yep, so, I'm so busy in August. I have so many trips. Get over yourself. The of the story. You know, get out to theaters, watch some movies. Support your local theaters. We'll be back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That was good. I'm glad that we didn't make any nope jokes. Um, I'm very, nope. Very, very happy. Um, oh man, yep. But stay tuned. You know, we'll be back uh, soon talking about something that's coming out soon. You know, so stay tuned. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, you know, see you later. Oh yeah. <laughs>